0: Welcome to Healing You, Healing Me with Anna Daniels Omomaro. I'm Anna, your host, and I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad to offer you another episode full of inspiration, motivation, and encouragement. So join me as we delve into our topic for today's episode. According to the Mayo Clinic, endometriosis is an often painful disorder in which tissue similar to the tissue that normally lines the inside of your uterus grows outside. Endometriosis most commonly involves ovaries, fallopian tubes, and the tissue that lines the pelvis. Although rare, it is possible for endometrial tissue to spread beyond pelvic organs. Common signs and symptoms of endometriosis include painful periods, pain with intercourse, pain with bowel movements and urination, excessive bleeding. If you are experiencing any of these symptoms or other signs such as fatigue, diarrhea, constipation, bloating, or nausea, you are advised to make a visit to your general practitioner for further diagnostic testing. Alright, so 17th birthday, you had the flu, and after the flu was over, you continued to have a lot of physical pain. Um, What was happening um, to you? Mm -hmm. So,
1: again, I didn't know what was going on, and the pain was going on for like a month and a half, and I didn't tell my mom about it until like literally April and she kinda of thought it was like an April fool joke and I was like,
0: so, so at this point, I wait a second. Food. No, we can't rush past that. So are you thinking in your mind that, that something is happening to you because you were no longer a virgin, because you had been sexually active? What were you thinking about? All of it. I was thinking the periods get
1: worse. I knew that I was I knew that I wasn't sexually active, but in my mind we use condoms, so I'm safe, but at the same time, condoms break, so I be pregnant. I could have an STD. I could be dying from an STD right now. And it took all, that's the reason why I told my mom because I thought of all of this after the fact. And it was just like, okay, this pain's not going anywhere. So you have to say something. But even like when me telling my mom this, she was just like, I'm going to say for fools. I don't know if she's kidding. I don't know if it's serious. i would going to just take her to the emergency room. We go to the emergency room. Not pregnant they don't even ask me if I'm sexually active. Whew. But they see a cyst. They see a cyst in my ovary and they're saying like, okay, one, that's not it can constraint. Let's put her on birth control. And I'm just like, I think they think I'm pregnant or at least they know I'm active at this point. They're putting me on birth control. They know something. She ain't that shit. I'm not gonna say that. So birth control comes, they start me off the pill. I don't really, I was bad at taking vitamins taking pills every day i knew that wasn't gonna work but i still tried the pain still it didn't go anywhere and at this point now it's the middle of april and my pain's not getting better now i'm starting to miss school now i can't go to school because i can't even sit up to get out of bed to walk to the front door to even try to do anything so now i'm staying home it's eating at me because this is my junior year and I'm about to be a senior year next year. I'm trying to make sure I get all the classes out the way so I can have two classes for the senior year, so I don't have to be it. Um, my next appointment with, um, with my doctor was, well, my OBGYN was maybe the, the last week in April. When I went back, the cyst was the size of 11.
0: So you and mean to tell me <clears throat> in two months... You went from like a half dollar size cyst to a cyst the size of a lemon. I I, I
1: hate to say this because I just like, some doctors don't know what they're talking about. If my ovaries are right here and there's a lemon size sticking out, wouldn't I see it? Wouldn't I know about it? That's just me not knowing how actually the anatomy of the body works. So no, I would not see that. Right,
0: right. So, okay, at this point, they're like, got to schedule surgery the birth control is not working this is growing we don't know what else it is so did you understand oh, okay. what you know, they I've were giving you before. did Did you understand what they were giving you the birth control for like were you clear about what they were trying to accomplish yes and no the reason why i say no is
1: the and yes they they wrote it down they gave me um historic terms and in health terms and all of the stuff that they know a seventeen year old can't understand, and then someone else comes in and say, "Well, yeah, the birth control it has medicine and 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 it's, it's estrogen that's either in it or not in it that's gonna shrink the cells of the cysts." And it's just like in my mind, it's just like I was I was te- they was telling me things, and I was also looking up things online. So it's like they were telling me one things, and it's just like, but birth control has estrogen in it. And you're telling me that you're giving me this birth control that doesn't have estrogen, so that the cyst doesn't feed off the estrogen. But literally, I'm looking at the medicine that y'all have prescribed me to, and it says that it has estrogen. I'm so confused at this point. I'm just like, they really are trying to take black girls out. I don't, I don't know what else. To, I don't feel? So the whole surgery that they had planned, I want to say May 27th was the day. The whole time, like those months, I was like, I prayed extra hard. I cried. I um, still didn't really know what was going on with
0: You're, you, you've been taking all of this medication to help deal with the pain. The doctors had now scheduled you for surgery. I'm still not really hearing you talk about being educated in a way. Like I haven't heard you say that the doctors have said, listen, you have endometriosis. This is what the problem is. This is what we're doing, and this is what we need to see. All I'm hearing you tell me is you went from going to the emergency room, going to a follow-up appointment, having your cyst almost triple in size, and then being scheduled for surgery, and not having any real education about what's going on Am, am I hearing it right? Or am I missing something? You're hearing it, it, you're hearing it correctly. Like everything, what I'm telling you, I had to look up what endometriosis
1: was. Nobody told me. And even when we looking it up, it still didn't make sense. The, the description online basically says it's cells that's supposed to be on the inner lining of your uterus have now escaped. And once they escape from the outer lining, they're going to different cells and, and different right. um, <laughs> organs and they're just making it worse that's the best way I can explain it however there were no pamphlets there were no this is what it is only thing is you have endometriosis and we
0: found it here we have to remove it there
1: wow I didn't know where it came from I had to find out that any woman in life can get endometriosis you don't have to take something you don't have to sleep with somebody you don't have to be black white
0: Did your mom or your grandmother suffer from endometriosis? No. Okay. Um, finding out later
1: on, um, my aunt she said that she had endometriosis. Okay. And then maybe a year after finding out that I had it, I found out a cousin of mine who's a year older than me, she actually contracted it as well. She contracted, like she actually did something to get it. She was diagnosed with it as well. Right. <laughs>
0: and for my aunt, what she told me, um,
1: She had to have a kid for it to go away. Again, after I had my surgery, when I woke up and they basically said that this is endometriosis, and I, I I still have the paper. Like, you know, usually you go to the hospital and they tell you this is what you have, this is what it is, and this is where it came from. It just said that you have endometriosis and to follow up for, you know, like two weeks after. So um, they, so
0: um, during your surgery, they removed the cyst that had grown to the size of a lemon. And when you woke up, it was like, oh yeah, you have endometriosis and you need to go see your I was doctor. Like, I hadn't even signed for y'all to remove my appendix, first
1: off, so if something went wrong with that, wow. But I mean, like I said, it was about to come. I mean, if it was about to erupt, what can they do? And that was because of the endometriosis cells that actually went to my appendix. And still, I hate this day, I don't know exactly what the sales do, so uh, even in this podcast, y'all, I'm so sorry, I can't tell you what the sale does once it gets to the, organ. you know, my post-op, um, I was supposed to go to therapy, physical therapy, and I was also supposed to go to, back to the doctor who did my surgery. Um, I met Paul at physical therapy, it was amazing but we didn't talk about endo because after the surgery my doctor I had a man doctor he assumed that because we removed the system we removed my appendix i should be found and
0: okay hold, hold on device, because i i think that i need to connect a few dots so there's a problem with your appendix and is is your appendix inflamed at this point? Is this part of what you were having such the well, serious pain? I had, I had my knee whatever happened to the appendix because before
1: the surgery, there was nothing wrong with my appendix. After the surgery, after they already took it and out, that's when they told me, oh yeah, it was it was um about basically, what's the word? I don't want to keep saying explode, erupt. Like basically, it was my appendix was about to erupt. And it was Later on they said that it was because
0: of the cells of endometriosis, but at this time I didn't know why it was that way. I didn't know what happened to my appendix. So, wow. So the surgery was initially to remove the cyst. When the cyst, they got and only, the cyst. and only the cyst. And once they got inside, they saw that you had, you know, the excessive cells on your appendix. And at that point, they made the decision to remove your appendix. Got it. Yes, okay. Ma'am.
1: Wow. Yes, ma'am. I was like I'm glad that's not an important organ, but I was like, oh, y'all can just. So I tried to let that go. I didn't. I didn't know how to feel about that. I was just happy to be alive. Finding out about endo, having to go home two days after that, looking everything up, knowing I have an appointment two weeks afterwards, trying to figure out what it is. But in 2008, <laughs> in 2008, you didn't ever hear about endo. I knew not one person had endo and even online back then it wasn't a lot of information about it that I could actually look up to figure out what I could really do so when we went back they wanted me like I said physical therapy they wanted me to be back on birth control and at this point it's because now that they know that I have endometriosis they told me again endo feeds off estrogen and if are taking these birth controls you are the, the endo might shrink the cells might shrink it won't be as painful and maybe you won't even have like a, a an aggressive period because my periods were never the same after that but I didn't have a period until like after my post-op well I mean I was bleeding after the surgery but I figured that was just because I had surgery Right. But I didn't, I didn't have a period until like after all my post-ops and stuff, and it was just like, okay, this period is extremely heavy. It's extremely painful, and it would be in between 8 and 10 days, nonstop. I would have pain bef- the week before my period, the week of my period, and the week after for ovulation. So it would be like a month, I mean a week within the month that I would have like a pain-free month and a week and because of that that does make you feel crazy and I really do thank them for making me go to therapy but what bothered me they didn't make me go to therapy because they knew that I needed to talk about what was going on in my body and and deal with it in a, a positive way they wanted me to go to therapy in my past. Past traumas was the
0: reason why I was still in pain today. Hey guys hold on for a word from our sponsor and we'll be right back. Past That's traumas not- such as what? Okay
1: um abused as a child sexually not really a lot but there's there's things that happen as a kid touched rather and to them I don't hate the people that did whatever to me I don't fault them I am happy today it didn't stop me from being sexually active it didn't stop me from being with someone so in my mind I have gotten over
0: that it didn't, it didn't hinder me from anything. so let but, me make sure I understand the doctors at this point are trying to say that mentally you're still dealing with stuff And because of mentally still reliving what happened to you sexually as a child by people who, you know, did inappropriate things, they feel like your body is now in pain and the pain of the sexual trauma and the weight of it in your mind is now manifesting itself in your body. Okay, so this is a lot of things, right? Like this is, this is a lot for a 17 year old to have to go through. It's a lot. And at the same time, what I'm finding in your story is that there's not a lot of clarity. There's not a lot of discussion. There's not a lot of openness about what you're dealing with and giving you resources to help you figure out how to manage what you're dealing with. So I guess my question then goes back to when they sent you to physical therapy, what were you going to physical therapy for?
1: So the post-op, like I told you, the post-op, he talked to me and he was my doctor. He talked to me and he was basically Um, trying to figure out where the pain was and how I was feeling with everything. And I basically told him, the pain hasn't gone anywhere and it's kind of feeling like worse. And I was telling him about my arm, how I'm taking the medications that they give me, but it's just making me feel weak. It's not making me feel better. And the pain is still there. Once I said that, he's asked me, well, was there anything that you went through in your past? And is there anything that, did something happen to you like years ago? And at this time, I'm 17, but this had happened 13 years ago. So I was like, well, you know, yeah, you know, that did happen and this did happen to me. But I talked to my mom about it and I I actually felt that I, that I got through it. And, you know, I, I don't really let that, I don't think about it as far as the way that
0: I would be in pain randomly this year because of it. I mean, I that like, connection was, that was, just was, did not make sense. It
1: doesn't. But I, but that's what i'm saying i i hate i had to get from having a man ob-gyn to having a woman but at this time this is when i had the man not to put race on it white man got it so in my mind it was like the reason why when he said you know what i think you have a lot of things going on in your past that really could be uh an issue for today i trying to help you let them. I don't know what that could be. I don't know how that could have helped me. My opinion, I was like, well, you know what? If they trying to get me to go to therapy, and they paying for it. Let me get some aggressions out. Let me talk to somebody. May as well, this person don't know me. When I met Paul, we didn't talk anything about endo at first because my doctor had them so wrapped up in the fact that I was really going through all of this because of what I went through. So when I talked to Paul and I gave him play for play, everything that happened, everything that went down, who was involved, what happened, how I felt after that, how I grew from that, how I try to encourage people to not be their past and their situation or whatever it is, but be your own person. He was like, I don't think that you need to be here for anything in your past. Tell you, so maybe if you see it's something else that's going on then we can actually further dwell on the situation he was just like no so we started talking about endo he asked me if I understood what it was that I was going through and I was like no I really don't so we took a break and a pause from our therapy session and we actually went on his laptop and we like looked up everything we looked up how many women has had it we looked up the fact that Again, there's nothing really that you can do or that can happen for that. It's just like women with periods. It's, it can just happen. Like when you get cold, it can just happen. Like I don't, I wish, and we're still to this day, cause I say weird Because I'm still a part of the organization. Um, organization is trying to figure out why endo and how can we cancel endo. That's what it is. Why endo, cancel endo. We're still trying to figure out what it is. And how it is that it's even getting into our bodies and what exactly can we eat, take, do for it to exit our bodies. Not to say that me having a kid and, and him saving it let me not even get to that part, me having a kid didn't, was the best thing ever. But if I could have taken another route to save me from it. I would have done that before so I could have been in a better position. They'd have been like, yeah, now I got my kid. But I didn't want my kid to just be my hero. I'm glad that he is. But there's other women where they can't have kids. And that can't be their go-to option. They can't just be like me. So, And I even had Pete. I didn't know what I was going to do in life or how I was going to get rid of this disease. So finding out background information with Paul that day A lot of reason why i am so strong and advocate about this disease now um at the end of that session he kind of was like um he said if i wanted to come back and talk to him about anything else that i have going on as far as indoor even with life situations but he had to go tell my doctor that there's no reason for her to come here for her pain because she's already healed from it and that was over with Paul, and I had Kelly, and Kelly was the yoga instructor, and she was the, the calmful meditator sin person. I, me and Kelly still talk to the sick. I loved her because she was like, whatever we talked about in there, whatever you got going on outside these doors, let it go. And when you have a moment to yourself, everything that we do in this room, you practice outside of it. That's what's going to keep you calm. When you are going through pain, stop, breathe, try to calm down. Sometimes that work. I thank her so much. Kelly. Kelly, if you I love you so much, girl. Paul, you. I love y'all. But I needed more because meditation can't help endo. The pills that they gave me, it wasn't going to help endo. And now that my therapist has told my OBGYN that it's not my past, now more narcotics has came. So, I go back in June, He's was asking me what's going on because of the, the narcotic pain pills that y'all have me on. I'm not cooking right. Um, I, I'm not really being able to eat right. And when I don't eat right and because of me being hypoglycemic, I'm extremely nauseous. I'm, I'm extremely weak. You heard that and you took it as give or nausea man. Give her antidepressant
0: medicine, give her sleeping medicine, give her medicine to poop. On top of giving her the Percocet, alcohol, alcohol. So hold on. <clears throat> hold on. And you know, this is really something that we hear with so many women of color dealing with the doctors and the nurses in the medical field not actually listening and or not actually trying to figure out how to find the problem and eradicate the problem, but instead of trying to figure out what the problem is and how to deal with the problem, not the symptoms, now, we give, now we're giving you medicine to help you eat. We're giving you medicine so you won't be nauseous. We're giving you medicine to help you poop because you can't poop. We're giving you medicine to block out the pain. We're giving you medicine to block the physical pain. Then we're going to give you some medicine to block your mental pain that we think you have. And we're just going to soup you up with so much medication on top of the fact that you're not even 115 pounds soaking wet. So you are just inundated with all of this medication what kind of quality of life is this?
1: So, this quality of life is absolutely this stage. Um, again, this is in June. This stage is trying to see if I can even go back to school for my senior year in August. So, I'm trying <laughs> to stay on, on task. Um, I, I feel like because I they're doctors and I'm not. I have to, let me try to schedule in my medicine and let me schedule in eating at this time and taking three pills for that time and eating at lunch and taking three pills at that time and waiting till nighttime and take these pills so I can sleep and all of that, none of it helped. With all of those medicines combined, none of it helped. I still couldn't poop. I still was throwing up. I still, anxiety was through the roof. Now depression is setting in because it's just like none of what they're giving me is helping. exactly and since i had the surgery in may i was in the school all of me so i'm thinking just try to gather up so you can go back to school man you gotta graduate you have to graduate you cannot and i listening to how i felt back then i wish i would have talked to my mom more because it sounded like i was putting so much pressure on myself Long, she says to me right now, I didn't want to disappoint her. Me and my dad didn't have the best relationship, but I didn't want him. I'm his firstborn, so I have to graduate. You know, on my mom's date, I have to graduate. co graduated. I can't let him down. So it's like, you have to do better. Like, fight through your pain, fight through your confusion and aggression, no matter what's going on. Make sure that you're that strong, shoddy that you know. That you can and always was. So, I I commend myself.
0: For, I could have just been like, no, man, I can't do this. I, I, need, I, can't I see that you're wiping your eyes. Does it still make you feel emotional? Sade did not realize just how much she had overcome until we sat down to record this episode. She continues to work to raise awareness about endometriosis through sharing her own journey with this disease. She is diligent about her health and practices yoga daily. Surprisingly, this is one of the things that helped her overcome some of the pain that she was feeling. Sade and her partner were blessed with a beautiful baby boy by the name of Baby P. They consider themselves extremely fortunate to be his parents. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Healing You, Healing Me. I hope that something was said that inspired you, encouraged you, or motivated you to keep on keeping on. Have a great day and we'll see you next week.